Hello and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. My name is Bob Martin. I'm the president and CEO of Imagine America Foundation. In the last 20 years, Imagine America has provided scholarship support and tuition assistance to students attending career colleges all across this country. The purpose of this podcast is to promote technical and career education and to inform the public of career opportunities that are not just in high demand, but essential to the American workforce. We hope you will enjoy today's podcast. This podcast is brought to you by NCCT, the National Center for Competency Testing. NCCT is a trusted provider of industry-recognized healthcare certifications for colleges, high schools, and healthcare institutions in today's workforce. Why? Well, family-owned and operated since 1989, NCCT is atop the list of certifying bodies and is dedicated to the philosophy of putting their candidates and certificates first, helping them achieve affordable success. The National Certified Medical Assistant is the flagship among seven NCCA-accredited allied health certification programs. As the value leader, NCCT provides unmatched quality and affordable price points for exams, study materials, and interactive review systems offering low recertification fees with a free library of CE courses for credential maintenance. When certification matters, choose NCCT. Go to nctinc.com, that's n-c-c-t-i-n-c.com to choose now. So let's get to our next guest. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Imagine America Radio. This is our first episode of our Medical Assistant Awareness Month. Joining us today is Shabu Thomas, the Executive Vice President of Marketing and Admissions for Ross Education. For those of you who don't know, Ross Medical Education Center was founded in Flint, Michigan in 1969. Today, Ross is a nonprofit college and is accredited by the Accrediting Bureau of Health Education Schools and offers programs in some of the fastest growing fields in the healthcare industry. This includes medical assistant, medical insurance billing, and office administration, dental assistant, pharmacy technician, veterinary assistant, occupational therapy assistant, nursing, practical nursing, veterinary technology, and business management programs. With over 40 Ross Medical Education Centers and over 50 years of providing quality education, we couldn't think of anyone better to join us today on this episode discussing the future of medical assistant careers than Shabu Thomas with Ross Education. Mr. Thomas, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you very much, uh, Lee. Uh, it's great to have you guys uh, sit there and talk about the medical assisting program to all of your viewers and listeners. Uh, really excited to be here on this podcast with you. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Mr. Thomas, let's start off by telling our listeners exactly what a medical assistant is. Can you briefly explain what a medical assistant does? Sure. Uh, Lee, uh, you know, uh, a medical assistant is a, you know, healthcare professional that works alongside doctors and nurses and other healthcare staff. Uh, medical assistants are also found in a lot of physicians' offices, hospitals, clinics, and a variety of other locations. Uh, in some larger facilities, they are oftentimes specialized in one particular area, uh, whether it's clinical or administrative. And in smaller practices, a medical assistant will be found doing things like uh, administrative work, clinical tasks, and helping, you know, to keep the office run very smoothly. Now, when you say uh, administrative tasks, now I have heard that uh, medical assistants actually do draw blood. Am I right? I mean, is that something that, uh, yeah, that they is do. typically asked of? 
They do. Uh, they do. do t they do phlebotomy, which is what the technical term is. Uh, they take blood. They know how to test blood, um, and they know how to pass medication through injections. You know, through the arm and hip, and they do do dosage calculations, things like that. So yeah, definitely, it's one aspect of the medical assistant program. Awesome. All right. Now that we, you know, sort of discuss what a medical assistant does, what does a career outlook look like for medical assistants, maybe on a national level? So according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics from the American government that's, that's published, you know, medical assistant careers are expected to grow much faster than the average for all occupations out there currently. Uh, by 2029, it's projected there will be a need to hire over 864,000 oh. medical assistants across the country. And, you know, you know, unfortunately, this past year and a half of this pandemic, what you've seen is a lot of first responders and, and people who are on the front lines of, of fighting this type of, you know, what I call, you know, obstacle for, for this entire country and for individual families. And, and we will have more of this in the future. Uh, this is not like a once and for all thing. And, and you know, and I don't want to break off the subject, but you will have you will need to have more medical professionals in the field as we face more and more of these type of issues that we that we're going to have uh, because of viruses out there. And, and the more people that we have doing these type of things, you know, helping in the hospitals, helping in the clinics, helping um, your, you know, your your neighborhood clinic or uh, or volunteering as, as needed, this type of profession is going to be in, in huge demand. And and I'll tell you right now, uh, a lot of our students, when they when they do this medical assisting program and look at it from a career standpoint, a lot of the aspects that they see about the career also impacts their family life. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're a medically assess assisted assistant that's trained professionally, you know, when, when your child is sick or something happens in your family, you have a much better understanding of not only what to do, but what the process to take to, to handle those types of situations. So to me, it's, it's a win-win situation, not only for your family life, for your career, um, professionally, but also from a civic duty standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I also think this is a profession that, you know, you're, you're really giving of yourself to put someone else's health first. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I'd, I would just like to echo those statements. I think that it's, it's an admirable, uh, it's an admirable career path, really. And uh, it's funny what you mentioned about, you know, how it impacts your family life. It's almost like having a friend who's good at working on cars. Like everybody wants that friend, right? Because exactly. when your car breaks down, you need, you need some assistance. The only thing I would add to what you said was that um, another reason why this career path is growing so much is because the older generation uh, is going to need us, you know, to, to, to take care of them. And, um, you know, I just think that healthcare careers in general just seem to be growing, uh, you know, for, for that reason that you mentioned right there, which is, you know, there are viruses and things that are happening right now that are timely, but it is also the, the older population that is aging uh, and, and forcing people into retirement that opens a lot more doors as well. Um, I, I wish, uh, I wish we were all immortal, right? I mean, yeah, right. You know, exactly. Eventually everyone is going to need some sort of healthcare, whether it's yeah. in the middle of your life or near the end of your, your, your stay here. So I think uh, it's, it's very, very critical um, that, that this, and it's critical that you need medical professionals, but it's going to be a necessity. And, yeah. and I think we summed it up best, especially with our growing population. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so something that I know that we see, at least on Imagine America side, as, as far as, you know, students being awarded scholarships to, to get into medical assisting, sometimes come back to us looking for scholarships to get into nursing school. Um, and is that something that you see on your end as well? Is medical assisting really a great place to start to see if a, a career in the healthcare industry is, is for you? Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the things that, that makes our, you know, what I call our stint into the healthcare from a, a from a start point, you know, medical assisting, you have medical assisting is, is usually like what I would consider like a jumping point. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, you can go from medical assisting, you can get an associate's degree in medical assisting, you can continue on if you, if you feel that the healthcare industry is what you want for nursing and things like that. But it really gives you a, like an appetizer in a way of, of if this is something you want to move forward with. Um, but it also gives you a career. So it's not an, you know, it's not something that's so insignificant that you can't make a lifelong commitment to it and, and build something for yourself. Yeah. Um, but it's also a great launching platform uh, for you to do more things with your life as you need. That's great. Well, with medical assistance being in such high demand, it seems like something worth getting an education in. So I have sort of a three-parted question for you. Number one, should someone go to school to learn how to become a medical assistant? I think that answer is pretty obvious. Uh, Number two, what does a typical program include and how long is a typical medical assistant program? Okay. So now when you talk about the medical assisting program, you're basically talking about the certification program initially. Uh, There's also an associate's degree program, medical assisting, which we also provide online, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you'd want, but, you know, basically the medical assisting program is nine months pro is a nine month certification program and it's broken down into two sections. And I kind of briefly surmised uh, some of it earlier on in our conversation, mm-hmm. uh, but it's broken down into clinical and administrative. Uh, and on the clinical side, like I stated, you, you will learn phlebotomy, how to test blood, uh, dosage calculations, wound care, sterilization of instruments and wounds, um, tests, strep test, mono test, blood sugar test, urinalysis. You get specialties like, how to properly weigh, measure, and take the vital signs of an infant, how to administer an eye exam using an eye chart. And, and these are some of the things in the clinical side, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the administrative side. And, you know, in the administrative side, it's, it's very, it's a necessity because sometimes in an office or, or a clinic for, you know, either a big hospital or like a, a personal, a, a small little private clinic, you still need to know how to process payments. And you learn that. You learn how patient charting how to answer the phones, um, patient referrals, payroll, uh, medical terminology, first aid, and even CPR. So you get the administrative side too within a nine-month program. And and the program is based upon the things you will need to start your career. So you don't have uh, courses or classes that you take that you don't necessarily need for your career that you're looking for in the medical assisting field. And, you know, you have a lot of career opportunities. You can be a medical, you can work in, you know, in the opportunities of medical offices, urgent care facilities. And like I stated before, small, big hospitals uh, and specialty offices. So you, you have this plethora of opportunities to work for. You get this great wide-based stem of knowledge uh, regarding what to do in the healthcare. And it really, really, in my viewpoint, uh, gets you geared up in the best possible way for that first step into the healthcare industry and field. But I would definitely suggest uh, when someone's talking about, you know, do you want to go into the medical field? And, and there are sites and locations in the hospitals that could hire you and train you. 
But what you're going to get is only a sliver of what that hospital or clinic will need if you start working there and then they train you on site. Hmm. When you go to a certification program, what you do is you, you get so much more of a wide-based knowledge that it not only opens up your understanding of the healthcare industry, but it gives you an opportunity to work in so many different places and locations. And wow. you won't have to keep getting retrained right. for every new career path you take. Yeah, right. That's interesting. And I like the way you brought it, you, you know, you kind of broke it down by clinical and administrative, which is, I think, the part of the equation that most people don't think of when they think medical assistant, you think uh, the person who, you know, is walking you back to the doctor's office, who takes your temperature, your blood pressure, maybe draws your blood. Uh, but you don't think about all the administrative part of the, you know, the office work that you're going to need to know if you're going to be on the job. And, and, you know, and I'll tell you one thing um, we talked about, and I'm going to go back to when you said career opportunities and what the BLS, you know, I, I stated about the opportunities. So before this podcast, I had to go to a doctor's appointment <laughs> and, um, and, and I kid you not. And it was just a, a normal checkup thing. And, and I was sitting there and a medical assistant came in and I asked the person, I said, you know, oh, where did you get your training for medical assisting? And she said, Ross. Oh, and, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have to tell you that, you know, um, the apprehension I usually have going in a doctor's office, but I felt a lot better because I yeah. know what's happening in the classrooms. I know exactly what's happening, you know, in, in our, in our instructional quality and what we, you know, what our graduates right. do. And you can't get any better testimonial than that when yeah. the person that, you know, that's treating you actually graduated from the school that you work with. So. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Now let's say I'm a student and I'm interested in medical assistant program. When I tour a campus that offers this program, what are a few things that I should be looking for? Because it seems like a program like this is going to require really up-to-date equipment in order to stay relevant in the current work environments. Would the equipment that the school uses be something I should consider? And what else should I consider? Accreditation, the length of the program, and perhaps most important, the relationship with employers. You know, what are some things as I'm thinking of and I'm touring different campuses to make my decision on where I want to go to school. What's like a checklist, if you will, of some sure. things I should look for? Sure. I mean, one of the most important things is the career service aspect. Mm -hmm. Where are the graduates um, from this school that you're looking at? Where are they being placed? Where are they going to, to work? Because at the end of the day, uh, you're only as good as graduates that you produce. You can state what you want to state, but your graduates are your litmus tests on what kind of quality education you provide. And we are, that is something we're very proud of. Um, you know, our graduates are placed across so many different areas, uh, like I mentioned from the administrative and clinical side over so many different um, hospital sites across uh, all the areas that we, that we have a school. Now, so you wanna look at career services. Next, you wanna make sure that, you know, um, does, do they know you by name? Mm -hmm. This is very important. Uh, you know, do the people that you, you walk into any school, do they know you by name? Do they really, do they really care that, you know, that this is, this is something that could be very apprehensive for you? You might be switching careers. You might be, you know, you might have hit a dead end on a career that you currently are at. And you might want to be jumping a career completely. Or maybe this is something you've always wanted to do your entire life. And you never had the, what I call the initiative to do it. And something finally got you moving in that direction. Hmm. So do you feel comfortable in that environment? Do they treat you like you know, you are somebody special because I think that's what makes Ross very special. We like to make sure every single student is known by name. They're treated very special. 
Um, I, even as in my position as an executive vice president, I remember last year during the pandemic, I called, uh, you know, a list of a couple hundred students because we were moving from not only ground programs to hybrid program. And I wanted to make sure that they were ready for the online portion of this, of the class. That's great. So I talked to them. So this is important. And I still get texts from them now and then saying, <laughs> Hey, we graduated. We're excited. And that's, that's, that's what makes, you know, so you have to feel that comfort level. Do you feel special? And of course, look at the classroom environment. You know, do they have the equipment that you're going to see in hospitals and clinics? Um, you know, do you, are you, are the books, you know, up to date and you can research that, you know, we use ICD 10, uh, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a book for all communicable diseases. And it's, it's the, it gives you the definitions of what you're supposed to learn when you're in a, in a hospital. A lot of systems might use something less than that. So you want to make sure that everything is for as far as I think that this is what you're going to encounter when you move into that job, into that career. And, and that's important. Uh, and then also, you know, are they going to work with you? You know, do they have a good financial aid department? Yeah. You know, you know, financial aid is available for those who qualify. And, and it's very important that you as a student know all your options. Yeah. You know, what, what, what is it that, you know, that you need from a, a financial aid standpoint to make, you know, college affordable to you. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, these are all important factors, but I really feel like the, the most important thing is that your comfort level. Because it doesn't matter how well their end results are. If you're a student that, that doesn't feel like they're supported and they can get through this program and be successful, it's not worth the investment. Yeah. And, and to me, you know, getting the motivation of a group of cheerleaders behind you, uh, talking to you daily, making sure that your classroom environment is where it needs to be and feeling good every single day going home of what you've accomplished, it's important. It is a nine month program. It is intense because you're thinking, you know, you're going at least, you know, Monday through Friday uh, for about 30, 30 weeks or, you know, Monday through Thursday for 36 weeks. It depends. Um, and, you know, you're, you're looking at these programs and you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm committing, you know, six, seven, five, six hours yeah. a day of my life for this program. So to me, do you fit, right? Do you fit in? Hmm. And, and that's 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 a whole that's the whole campus environment hmm. to, to make that work. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic answer. And you know, you're you're 100 right. This is a it's a big investment for someone to decide that they want to change their life. And and like you said, the amount of time that they're going to be spending in the program, you want to make sure that you're you're investing into a group that's also investing into you. And uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with all all of the, everything you just said. Now, Mr. Thomas, we work with a number of high school counselors who speak with students interested in medical assistance programs. What would you say are three or four personality traits that make a great medical assistant? We kind of touched on it earlier about being selfless, but I'll let you answer this. But that uh, might help identify people who would make a great fit for this career choice. I'll tell you, um, one, um, you definitely want people, you know, somebody who likes to work with people, yeah. uh, someone who likes to to be to make people feel good in the situation they're in, especially uh, everybody, and I and I will be the first to admit this. I, you know, I'm scared to death of doctors and hospitals. <laughs> I have a you know I have a large number of medical professionals in my family, but I'm still scared of doctors and. Yeah. But you got to be able to have that to help people and understand that. Uh, I think you also have to have a, a level of thick skin of dedication. 
you know, thick skin means that, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice some time, uh, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice, you know, and have an investment in this program. So you want someone that cares about people. You want someone that has, you know, uh, an idea of, of sacrifice and, and, and realizing that this is going to take a little bit of dedication. Uh, so some grit is what is the best term for it. You know, you have to have somebody with grit. You also have to have somebody that that really um, understands that the the things that they put in now are going to pay off later. Somebody with a little bit of vision, you know. And then I think the the last thing I would look for in a student is someone who who just wants a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who just wants a chance. Uh, you know, most of our biggest success stories are the students that never got a chance everywhere, anywhere else, but they got it in Ross and it changes their life for the better. Love that. And, and, and so to me, do you, do you want a chance? Yeah. You, know, you want a chance to make your career and your family life better. Do you, do you want a chance to not only do something that's going to help you and your family, but also be able to give back to society and your, your civic duties. And, and then also people that would desperately need your, your touch, your warmth, uh, your, your comfort that you bring. Uh, like I said, I was at a doctor's appointment and I was nervous. And this Ross medical assistant came in. I didn't even know she was from Ross and made me feel better and made me laugh and made me feel comfortable. And, and I think that that is what we're looking for. But if you need a chance, then Ross is for you. Yeah, I love that. I love everything you just said. Empathetic, somebody who's uh, willing to make sacrifice, a little dedication and vision. Uh, then and wants to take a chance. You know, we need somebody to take a chance on them. Great fit for you. Well, this has been another great episode of Imagine America Radio, our first episode of our Medical Assisting Career Month. We had a great conversation with Shibu Thomas on the future of medical assisting careers, what to look for in a medical assisting program, and the characteristics of a great medical assistant. We'd like to thank Shibu for joining us today. Shibu, thank you for your time. Well, thank you so much, Lee. It was a great pleasure. Uh, talking to you uh, and continue the great work that you're doing with all these students nationwide. And I wish you guys the best. Awesome. If you would like to learn more about Ross Education and their medical assistant programs, please visit the show notes on our website, which is www.imagine-america.org forward slash podcast, or visit Ross's website directly at rosseducation.com. Thank you all for joining us and have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, imagine-america.org forward slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now, Thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.